0: So when you wake up on a tremendous football Thursday on the final day of August in the year of our Lord 2023, you aren't necessarily expecting to come back from break with a Jeff Wilson Jr. highlight, but here we are. Uh, Defensive player of the year conversation coming up in moments, but do want to mention, because this weekend is a huge fantasy football draft weekend. Obviously, I've got a bunch of drafts this weekend I'm really excited about. Um, Miami, the Dolphins, placing running back Jeff Wilson Jr. on IR, and Mike McDaniel making it sound like This is going to be a long absence for Jeff Wilson. He's out at least the first of the first four weeks of the season. And like, go and read the Mike McDaniel quote talking about this. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Jeff Wilson was out the entire year. And like, I'm not going to find the quote because like we don't have a ton of time here. But like, you can find it to search whatever. Find Miami Dolphins beat writer on, on X or Twitter, whatever. Um, what does that mean for your fantasy football drafts this weekend? Miami didn't trade for Jonathan Taylor. They didn't sign Dalvin cook. I guess like they could theoretically sign like Leonard Fournette or Kareem Hunt. I think it's doubtful. Cause like they would have done something already. I feel like, um, what does this mean? It means that Miami's running back group comes into focus here, but at what was once a three man committee and also released miles Gaskin, by the way, it was picked up by the Minnesota Vikings. So Salvan Ahmed still there, but this is going to be Raheem Mostert and it's going to be the rookie Devin a Shane, uh, I, I like both. I think both are viable right now in fantasy. If forced to pick one, I would, I've been saying it all offseason, I would roll the dice with the rookie, the speedster, the diminutive A Shane out of Texas AM, runs like 4 2 in the McDaniel offense, get him the ball in space and let him run. More viable probably in PPR formats, but I think Mostert's fine also. If forced to choose, I would take a Shane, but I think both guys like art should definitely both have to be drafted in all drafts this weekend, both Raheem Mostert and Devin a Shane with, uh, with Jeff Wilson Jr. Now on the shelf for at least the first month of the season. All right, let's get the defensive player of the year here in the national football league. I will read all the prices in a moment here, but Ken, give us the, uh, the old K squared, the Ken criteria here for defensive player of the year
1: yeah it's similar to offensive player of the year but with one tweak so the first question's the same Uh, is this team going to win a ton of games this year uh last 15 years number of wins for the team that produced defensive player of the year 13 9 that was tj watt 10 12 13 11 12 9 that was jj watt 9 12 12 12 12 12, 11 12 you get the idea um okay cool over 500 that's fine really prefer someone who plays for a team that you think can win 10 plus or honestly even more games than that about 80 percent of the past 25 years it's been like 11 12 or more. Uh you ideally would prefer a player with multiple Pro Bowl appearances already. If you do not like a player with multiple Pro Bowl appearances already, it better be because they're like in their second year and you think they're going to take a huge step forward. So that's like JJ Watt at 20 and a half sacks as a rookie and then one defensive player of the year. That's the only reason why he didn't have multiple Pro Bowl appearances. Luke Keekley was rookie of the year on defense and then the next year one defensive player of the year. If it's not someone on that arc really looking for multiple Pro Bowl appearances. It's like a it's a reputation award, kind of like NBA, Defensive Player of the Year. You have to get noticed for being good at defense, make a Pro Bowl, ideally make an All-Pro team, especially First Team All-Pro. A lot of the, the winners share that aspect in common. Before they won, they were First Team All-Pro. And then you get to win this award. So don't, here's another, here's a way to not look at it. Who has the most sacks? It's a terrible way to look at Defensive Player of the Year. Here are some of the players who have led the NFL in sacks In the last 10 years and have come nowhere close to winning defensive player of the year in 2019. You probably have no idea who had the most sacks in 2019. Shaq Barrett had the most sacks in 2019. Shaq Barrett did not win defensive player of the year Chandler Jones in 2017 had 17 sacks didn't win defensive player of the year Vic Beasley in 2016 had the most sacks, did not win defensive player. It's not a sack counting competition. Sometimes the defensive player of the year will lead in sacks. Sometimes he will not. It doesn't matter. This happened last year with Matthew Judon where people started betting him thinking this had to do with most sacks and it had nothing to do with that whatsoever. And Matthew Judon was never going to win the award. It was going to be Bosa or Micah Parsons. Those were going to be your two winners because it's a reputation award. And Bosa happened to end up getting the most sacks. But like, just keep that in mind if like an off-the-radar guy has like a pretty good start or a good close like Judon did like doesn't matter can't win uh so a reputation award which means nick we're talking about like the best of the best guys the best of the best defensive players the market is going to price those guys really low so it's tough to find like an angle to make a bet but it's a really small list i think of eligible players that can win this year
0: i kind of think we should play like best of the best like we did in the nba last season right now those that's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty good breakdown <laughs> da, da. There. yeah <laughs> okay, uh, so I will read some prices for you here, Ken, Defensive Player of the Year, and then we can talk about some guys that we like. Micah Parsons of the Cowboys is the favorite, plus 450. Miles Garrett, 6-1. to one. TJ Watt, plus 750. Last year's reigning uh, defending Defensive Player of the Year who is currently, like, embroiled in a contract dispute. I think people think this deal is going to get done, and Nick Bosa will be on the field for the Niners week one, Sunday, September 10th, on the road at the Steelers. But, like, this is not a guarantee here. So, like, Nick Bosa's 12-1. to one. He also might not play in week one as he continues. Used to hold out final year of his rookie deal obviously going to get a massive contract just a question of when sauce Gardner, last year's defensive rookie of the year is 12 to 1 for the new york jets the number one two overall pick in the draft a couple years ago aiden hutchinson of the lions 16 to 1 max crosby of the raiders 18 to 1 aaron donald at 20 for the rams who are going to be terrible chris jones who like i say says he's going to hold out till week eight and is on the reserved, did not report list, is 20-1. to Quentin Williams of the Jets, Hassan Reddick of the Eagles, both at 25. Brian Burns of the Panthers, Jalen Phillips of the Dolphins at 30. Joey Bosa, the lesser Bosa, at 35. Uh, I'll cut the list off here, Ken. Maybe I'll just throw out. I think it's interesting um, that Patrick Sertan of the Broncos, who's like just as good as Sauce Gardner, is 40 while Sauce is 12. And I get it. Sauce plays in New York. Big media push for him last year, and he was great. Sertan's like just as good as, and he's 40. That's not even me making a case for Sertan, just saying I think it's interesting. Uh, Your thoughts on the players and prices I listed.
1: Yeah, I mean, just if I was making a list of like players who I think have any chance to win or like fit the criteria, and then like, I don't think some of these players have a chance to win, but like they're worth discussion. So like your top four edges, 100%, Parsons, Garrett, Watt, and Nick Bosa, if he plays, Uh, you're never going to be able to like dispute any of them. No one should ever tell you any of those players can't win. They can all win. They should all conceivably be bets at some point if they're playing really well. Those top four edges, Parsons, Garrett, Watt, and Bosa stand out easily. Uh, I cross Aaron Donald because of the win total. They're never going to win enough games so he's not going to win. I cross Max Crosby. Their win total's really low. He's never going to get win enough to win. I cross Chris Jones, because apparently he may not play. Uh, other players who I think are eligible. So Sauce Gardner and Aiden Hutchinson, to me, and really, like, Tariq Woolen, honestly, all fall into the, like, if they had an insane statistical season and made like a big leap before making a bunch of Pro Bowls and first team All-Pros, it would it would like qualify as making sense. But that's a rare outcome. Like for every J.J. Watt, there's like 10 winners that had made first team All-Pro. And to be fair to Sauce, he made first team All-Pro last year. But like the young player making a leap, the most interesting one is actually probably Hutchinson, who wasn't first team All-Pro last year, but like toward the end of the year made like 900 interesting defensive plays. So I think like those are the young players worth considering. And then additional veterans worth considering. There aren't very many that fit. Quinn and Williams for sure made all pro last year for the first time Hassan Reddick for sure made second team all pro last year for the first time uh, other players who qualify but I don't like as much Roquan Smith technically fits he made first team all pro for the first time last year linebackers it's kind of tough you have to like lead the league in tackles probably to win but I guess this for the Ravens maybe uh, Fred Warner who's probably never going to win but is like an awesome player uh, and then Sertan who you mentioned and Derwin James would be the other one if the Chargers win enough and he has like a monster statistical season. So, in all of those cases, I think what you're thinking about. So, like, I'll just read the list really quickly again for me Parsons, Garrett, TJ Watt, Nick Bosa, Sauce, Quinn and Williams, Reddick, Hutchinson, Roquan, Sertan, Warner, Derwin James, Woolen. That's like the starting point. And then you're crossing more off from there. Like, do you think Warner ever wins? Probably not. You think Roquan ever wins? Probably not. Um, and then you kind of like, like, Tariq Woolen. is he ever going to get, like, 15 interceptions? Like, probably not. Is Derwin ever going to win? Don't think so. It's like 10. But choosing between the 10 is, like, it's just, it's a production-based thing. It's just, like, who's going to get sacks? Who's going to get the opportunity to produce statistics? Um, that decision is much tougher. But I do think you can make the starting list very, very small.
0: You bet you bet with Nick and Ken, tremendous football Thursday, talking defensive player of the year in the National Football League. Ken Barkley, make that decision.
1: Oh, just like who I would bet before the year starts. Uh, the only two players I'd consider price wise, I'll I would I would echo you on Sertan. If the price, so there's a uh, is he forty at MGM? Yes, that's a, that's a consensus price, and that's a I think like a reasonable number that could drop. Now you have to think Denver's going to win a lot He's of games. He's just
0: as good as Sauce, right? And like you're right about Sauce that. has like a mean, higher win I, I don't I don't like Denver. Yeah, y- you're right. Yes, that is fair.
1: So so Sauce's team is more likely to hit that like 12, 13 game type criteria. Now I will say if you like Denver this year, maybe you have a Denver win total over bet. You like Sean Payton for coach of the year. If they go over that, they have like a big year. Then Sertan becomes very, very, very live to win defensive player of the year has to get a ton of interceptions or at least passes defensed. But I think he's like kind of more of a fringe candidate. I don't really know if Denver is going to be that good. So I kind of, am like, I agree. Would not bet, would not bet him before the year. I actually think uh, the two prices that are the most interesting are Quinn and Williams and Hutchinson actually think those are the two most i don't want to bet the four big edges before the series the season starts uh with nick bosa being the longest price of the four edge rushers that's parsons garrett watt and bosa they're all live they're all low priced they're all completely viable but also like unless you know one of them is going to have like five sacks in the first game none of their prices are going to change very much and it's going to be very much dictated by performance on the field which we just can't know like which okay parsons garrett What, who has more sacks in week one? We have no idea what the answer to that question is. And it's not predictable. So, like, they're all low priced. They're all awesome. One of them's maybe going to win, probably going to win, something like that. Like, a price that can drop in the first week. Quinn and Williams can definitely drop in the first week. Like, 30 is the best price on him. Hutchinson, nine and a half win total. Team might win a lot of games. Like, ton of impactful plays would qualify as like a second year elite player. Could definitely see them dropping. I don't know about winning. But, like, you, you bet a guy now because you think the price is going to drop. If you want to bet the winner, just wait. Uh, that, those two would be interesting. But, like, cannot say it again. Like, big-time edges at the top of the market are your likely winners, and it's going to be just performance based around
0: them. Kind of a boring market.
1: Well, just, we'll think about it like vulnerable favorite, right? Like is Patrick Mahomes a vulnerable MVP? Of course not. He's the best player in the league. Uh, is, you know, are these edges vulnerable, edge rushers? That's what I mean. T- vulnerable at the top of defense player there. No, it's it's going to go to an edge a lot of the time that wins a lot of games. These guys all have big win totals. They're all low priced. They've all made first team all pro before. They all have multiple pro bowls. Like what's what's to ding them on? There There is nothing. Um, unless you like really didn't like the Steelers and the Browns. Then maybe you would prefer Parsons, right? That would be a case to bet Parsons instead of the other two, because you really don't like Cleveland and Pittsburgh. It comes down to almost like team subjective decisions yep. if you're just, just taking that, that, that group of players and, and considering
0: them. Well, why don't we why don't we do that here for a second? And this could just be like opinion based, right? Okay, so for me, can Dallas win enough games to get Parsons there? Yes. Yeah, of course. Do I think do I think the Browns will win enough games to get Garrett there? No. Do I think the the Steelers could win enough games to get Watt there? Yes. 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 Do I think the Niners could win enough games to get Bosa there? Yes. Yes. Do I think the Jets could win enough games to get Sauce or Quentin Williams there? Yes. Do you think the Lions can win enough games to get Aiden Hutchinson there?
1: Yeah, your magic number here is going to be like 11. Like I'd say that's when you could start really considering it. They could win 11 games, of course. Yeah.
0: Can I? I, I want to like detour this for one second. I kind of think Hutchinson's gonna like wreck the game a little bit on Thursday night in the opener. Oh
1: yeah, we got a, a specific night one opinion. Hutchinson wrecking we're, ball. We're, we're, I'm we're a wrecking
0: listen, I, ball. <laughs> listen. I have I have a bet on the yeah. It's <laughs> arrowhead. Um, I uh, I have a bet on the Chiefs at six and a half. Just from just cause I felt like it was gonna go to seven. I don't know what I want to do with that game. I need to like I'm gonna think about okay. it a lot this weekend on the beach. Uh mm. what else here? Uh Chris Jones, so, yeah. whatever. Um Crosby I, I No. Think,
1: oh, uh Reddick is the other player we should talk about because I didn't say I would bet him, but his price is long. I mean, it just it's he needs to be discussed. They're gonna they're gonna win a ton of games, he's gonna qualify. Uh he made second team all pro last year. So like it it does fit. It's just like, do you want to bet the player? I don't you have a you have a why there a little more than that
0: um yeah I don't think he's that good
1: okay that was not what I was expecting to happen (laughs) I think he's bad at football oh okay um Uh, I don't I don't have a strong opinion
0: my sense is that Jalen Carter is going to get a lot of attention this year and maybe take take some of it away
1: okay so you kind of agree with like uh if you had to bet one of the two Jets who would you bet
0: Quinnen, longer price.
1: And, and what if teams just don't candidly, throw it sauce anymore?
0: Ah, uh, well, we'll see what happens in week one with Dig. Like, like, well, well, that's the thing. In week one, like, are the Bills just like, yeah, we're just we're not going to throw it. like, Diggs isn't just not going to be in the game plan.
1: No, well, and no is way. he a, is he a guy who shadows too, or is he half the field guy? We're gonna have to figure it out.
0: I feel like i wish it, i feel like i should
1: have a good answer to that question no oh, don't worry it's whatever i put you on the spot there too so i mean i think here's the good news uh betting defensive player of the year synopsis good news really short list of players who have like even a one percent chance of winning bad news market got the top four right priced them pretty correctly some of the long shots are interesting but you really i mean they're long shots for a reason like you need quinn and williams to get a ton of sacks again and not get hurt like you need kind of a magic season from him you need Patrick Sertan to get like eight interceptions, and you need Denver to be good. You need Hutchinson to wreck the game even more, and Detroit to win eleven. I think there's a reason those guys are long shots. So it becomes a little subjective, but I think, man, your list of players that can win might be like eleven.
0: Hey, Cam Jordan had eight and a half sacks last year. If you think the Saints the Saints are going to win a million games this year, he's two hundred fifty to one. On the other side, college football bets, baseball bets for tonight.